It's time for John Paul, the car doctor, on North Shore 1049. Call today with your car questions, comments, or concerns. 1-800-370-1049. That's 1-800-370-1049. John Paul, the car doctor. Saturday morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Car Doctor Program on North Shore 104.9. My name is John Paul, the Car Doctor, here to help you with your car problems, help educate you maybe a little bit about what's going on in the automotive industry, keep you up to date on the latest automotive news, things like that. Um, we have uh, we have a great show planned for today. Uh, we're going to learn about electric cars, and then we may learn a little bit about what's going on out of Pebble Beach with Lincoln and a uh, another Detroit company who you may have never heard of called Shinola. And uh, Shinola started off. I remember seeing them at the uh, at the Detroit Auto Show. They actually were in an old subsidiary building of one of the car manufacturers in Detroit, and they started building watches. And it was sort of uh, was sort of a way for that old building to come back to life. And uh, I guess the big news this week is the New York Auto Show, which was supposed to take place in two weeks. Uh, The press preview was next week from this Thursday, I think. And they have decided to cancel the show because of COVID. And the same thing with the International Motorcycle Show that was going to take place at Javits. So just when you thought we were out of the woods... Biff, we're not out of the woods yet. No, it sounds like we might yeah. be heading back in the woods. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah it kind of does sound that way. Yeah. Um, have you ever considered buying an electric car? Have you ever thought that, you know, maybe they're a little too expensive? Well, with us is Anna Vandespeck. She is the Electric Vehicle Program Director at the Green Energy Consumer Alliance, and she's going to help us uh, through all of this. Anna, good morning, and welcome to the Car Doctor Program. Good morning, and thanks so much for having me. Well, uh, you know, I just read the other day that uh, that uh, cars that use some form of electrification, so hybrids, plug-in hybrids, and battery electric cars, are up 159% uh, over the past uh, two years. So uh, certainly between hybrids and plug-in hybrids and, and full battery cars, there is a lot of interest right now, but one of the things is, um, is price. And... Um, your group, the uh, Green Energy Consumer Alliance, can help take a little bit of sting out of that, right? We can indeed. <laughs> so uh, Green Energy Consumers is a nonprofit organization. Um, we have an office in Boston and in Providence, but we work all across Massachusetts and Rhode Island. Um, and we have a program called Drive Green, which on the one hand does a ton of consumer education around electric vehicles. So if you want to learn anything from charging to how the batteries work to what about road trips um, you can learn about that on our website at greenenergyconsumers.org slash drivegreen but the second part of the program is that we have built up a network of dealers across the state who offer discounts on electric vehicles to folks who come through our program so if you go to our website and fill out the sign up form you can learn about the different car models that are available learn about the different prices and then you can see real deals from local dealers, um, and sign up to test drive with them right through our form. And that notifies them that you're a program participant, and then you get that discount in addition to the state rebate that's available in Massachusetts and the federal tax credit. So we're really trying to make these cars more accessible for more folks. And it 
people get a little bit confused between rebates and tax credits. A rebate is like real money back, and a tax credit is kind of based on your own tax bracket, right? It is. So um, starting at the top, we have a federal tax credit for electric vehicles, and it's up to $7,500. And I say up to for two reasons. Um, First, it matters what car you're purchasing. Um, The bigger the car battery, basically, the bigger the rebate. So the all-electric vehicles generally get the full $7,500. But plug-in hybrids that have a smaller battery and then a backup gas tank qualify for a slightly smaller um, federal tax credit. Um, And it also depends on what manufacturer you purchase. Basically, that tax credit was set up to jumpstart the industry and then kind of fade into the background once manufacturers had really gotten a hold of things. And so once the manufacturer has sold 200,000 units in the United States, that fades away. So, so far that's happened for Tesla and General Motors. But then the second part that you have to pay attention to is your personal tax liability. So if you don't owe $7,500 in federal taxes, um, the IRS will unfortunately not write you a check and you can't carry over the federal tax credit from one year to the next. Um, Two pieces of good news on this front. One is... Uh, you can get around this by leasing, and lots of folks are leasing electric vehicles who would have otherwise never really considered um, leasing a car, um, both because of this federal tax credit issue and because the technology is moving so fast. Um, but when you lease, the, the federal tax credit basically goes to the leasing agent, and most of the, the um, dealers and manufacturers roll that value into lower monthly payments, so you can kind of capture the value that way. Um, the second piece of good news is that the Biden administration is trying to make this a federal tax credit better. Um, we'll see what happens, um, but it could be that they extend the cap um, or make it point of sale. There's lots of ideas um, up in the air in Washington, and we'll see what happens. But the state rebate, which is called More EV, um, is a check in the mail. If you purchase uh, an electric vehicle or if you lease one for 36 months, you fill out an application online. Um, and the state will send you a check in the mail, um, $2,500 for a full battery electric vehicle, as long as the sales price is under $50,000, and then $1,500 for a plug-in hybrid. So you can stack and, those incentives on top of each other. And I was just looking I was just looking at your website, and if you are a Costco member, there's uh, another $1,000 on top of that, right? Yeah, Costco's trying to get into the car game, and what's exciting is that they are um, paying attention to electric vehicles. So particularly with Chevy, they've got an extra $1,000 off the 2022 Bolt and the Bolt EUV, which is um, basically a slightly larger Chevy Bolt. It's, uh, It's an SUV. Um, And if you can manage to find a 2020 or 2021 Bolt still, that's Costco incentive is up to $3,000. But that's really exciting to see that um, they're seeing the value in these cars as well. And unfortunately, I guess in the the category of day late and a dollar short, there was previously a really, really rich incentive on the bowl, right? Wasn't it like another $10,000 or something? Yeah, so our, the dealers in our network post whatever deal they can manage every month. And they know that they're competing with each other on our website. Um, historically, we've been running this program for almost five years now, and the discounts vary a lot depending on the dealer and the car and what time of year and if they're trying to move inventory or not. 
Um, the Chevy Bowl did for a while have discounts well over like $15,000, but that was when they were trying to get rid of um, the last model year, and now the new model year has arrived. But there's still good discounts out there, and you can check the page and just kind of keep a lookout. Um, and in the meantime, you can learn a lot about the different cars, but it's still generally a couple thousand dollars on top of that state rebate and the federal tax credit. Yeah, it it really is. And and for people that wanted to buy the new Chevy Bolt, I believe even in the base model now, you can they they're equipped with level 3 the high speed charging which makes uh which makes life a little bit easier and a little bit quicker for people. Yeah, that's actually it's interesting to see um a couple different manufacturers are starting to make that DC fast charging a, a standard option and and for those who aren't familiar with this, this is the super high power charging that you see um, at rest stops along the highway and that you basically use for long road trips. It's, um, you can basically fill 80% of your battery in, in a half-hour pit stop. Um, so that's a good idea to get if you if you make long trips, and I think manufacturers are starting to see that that's what consumers expect. Mm. And did, did I hallucinate this, which is entirely possible because I think I do once in a while. Um, <laughs> did I see that, did I see that Tesla is, has some plans to open up their charging stations to everyone? Uh, yes, you did. And I will believe it when I see it. I think it's really, <laughs> it's promising. So, um, for those who don't know, Tesla has a really, really robust charging network all across the country, but up until this point, it has been proprietary, so you can only use that charging network if you drive a Tesla vehicle. Um, and recently, there have been some articles out there that they are planning on selling an adapter that if you if you drive a non-Tesla vehicle, you can basically stick this thing onto your um, charging cord and use one of their charging stations. I think that would be great um, because they do have a really robust charging network, and I think um, it would enable more people to go electric. Um, but I will wait to see the details <laughs> because you never know. You, you never know, right? And and it would it it does actually make a lot of sense because when any any time I've gone by a Tesla charging station, um, they look like they're only about a third full. So might as well take advantage of the extra capacity and allow other people to charge up. It kind of just makes sense. I th I think so too. Yeah, no, it really does. And, you know, we're, while we're talking about charging, uh, you know, a lot of people have concerns about running out of electricity. And I read a quote the other day. Now, it was from a, uh, I think it was from a European uh, charging network provider or something. And it said something like the only people that are concerned about running out of electricity with electric cars are people that don't have them. Uh, because most people... Um, I, I read, I, I was talking to somebody the other day um, from our the AAA club out in Washington State, and they said they, they tow, or now, and they have portable charging they're starting as well, um, about four electric cars per month. They actually do far more bicycle service than they do um, helping out people with electric cars that have run out of electricity and that portland area is a is a big hub for electric vehicles so it really is true electric vehicle owners do a really good job about not not running out of electricity right yeah and i it's because the manufacturers know that that is the number one fear so the manufacturers have put a ton of work into making sure that the battery management system in these vehicles is really sophisticated 
So if you're driving one of these cars on the dashboard, it'll tell you at any time um, how many miles you have left uh, in your in your vehicle's battery. And it'll give you a low estimate, a high estimate, and a medium estimate. And that estimate is taking into account things like how aggressively you drive. If the car has learned that you really step on the accelerator and then brake really hard and waste a lot of energy that way, it'll adjust that estimate down. Um, but if it knows that the weather's really nice and the battery's happy because it likes that temperature range, it'll adjust it up. It'll respond when you turn on the air conditioning or turn on the heat. So you always know how many miles you have left. And one anecdote that I like is we, we host um, lots of events where folks who have electric cars um, can talk to folks who don't have them yet. And people can ask these questions of real life drivers. And in a recent coffee hour, someone asked, have you ever run out of electricity? And only one person had, and he basically admitted he tried. He, he tried really hard to see what would happen. Could he, could he run out of electricity? And he really had to try really hard to do that. Um, he was definitely an early adopter who was just having fun. But basically, people don't um, because they can see at all times how much mileage they have left. And because most of the vehicles that are available on the market today have much more than 200 miles per range, uh, per charge, sorry. And most of us don't drive more than 50 miles a day. So these cars really do work for lots of folks. And I asked that question too. So it was me. I'll, <laughs> I'll admit it. It was me. Um, it was you. I didn't know. Yeah. Well. <laughs> um, because I was just curious because I, I was, uh, I was, I was interested because that, that is what I always assumed. And, and for people who know me, um, I've always been sort of interested in electric cars. I, I had an old one a long, long time ago and I, and I worked with the folks, uh, up in, um, uh, uh, Woburn, uh, Wilmington, the Selectria folks when they were, when they were building the Selectria Force years ago. And, um, you know, I've I've kind of watched some of the some of the progression, and even some of the little cars like the Gem Electrics that had. So I've always had sort of this kind of innate interest in electric vehicles. And now, uh, the last electric vehicle I drove, um, which was the um, Hyundai Kona electric, I was so impressed with that because it was it was a car that for ninety nine percent of the time that I drive and maybe ninety nine and a half percent of the time I drive, it could take the place of anything I would do. It had you know, I had this range of about two hundred and fifty miles. Even in the winter time, the range didn't drop that much. And um we did some electric vehicle testing with Tesla and we saw that range with the Tesla would drop sometimes almost a third. But I drove the Kona right around right around December and it was pretty chilly December and January and it it still held its range at over 200 miles so it did it did really well and it had it had really good performance like all electric cars do and it was a nice comfortable car to drive it was it was um, it was quite nice yeah the Kona has definitely been one of the more popular cars in the program um, largely because it's larger and people are, are really going for SUVs these days. Um, but to give people a sense of how these cars compare to gas-powered cars, so this is a, a an SUV, it's a comfortable, it's a large car. Yep. Um, and, and the miles per gallon equivalent, which is basically how you compare the efficiency of the car, apples to apples with gas-powered cars, is 120 miles per gallon. That's the equivalent. That's how efficient the vehicle is at turning energy into motion. Um, and that translates into lower fuel costs for the folks who are driving it too. So there's there's lots more options out there, and um, they can be really economical in terms of now, um, operations. 
Now, one question that tends to come up, you know, when when people who we'll call them the somewhat skeptics of the world, is there enough electricity to charge up electric cars? Um, can the grid sustain it? And you know, if you look at if you look at um, you know, kind of across the country, I think uh, I think out in California where they were asking people to turn their air conditioners off and things because of ele- electrical concerns. Um, I guess a is there enough electricity? And B, can electric cars actually help put electricity back into the grid when there is high demand? Yes. So this is a really exciting part of um, the electrical vehicle, electric vehicle world. So to answer your first question, yes, there is enough electricity, and our electric utilities in Massachusetts are actively planning for um, the arrival of more electric vehicles. They actually just submitted to the Department of Public Utilities. Um, big electric vehicle related dockets where they're really outlining um, what role they think they should play in this transition. So they are all over it. The good news about electric vehicles is that people tend to plug them in when demand on the electric grid is low. So most folks right now charge overnight and at night very few of us are watching TV or uh, running washing machines and dryers and all these things. So demand at night is low. So electric vehicles are actually a great way to soak up um, the electricity that's being generated at that time. There's lots of different tools that you can use or um, we as a society can use to manage um, electric vehicle charging so that it happens at a time that's best for the grid and also best for drivers. Um, So there's different ways of sending price signals through time varying rates or even doing automatic demand response programs to make sure that electric vehicles are charging when demand is low and actually smoothing out the sort of daily ups and downs on the demand profile on our electric grid, which actually makes our whole grid run more efficiently. Mm. Um, The second question that you, or the sort of extension of that is, can we get to a point where electric vehicles um, put electricity back onto the grid? So basically they could charge up at night when hopefully all this offshore wind that's coming uh, is generating a lot of electricity, they can basically soak that up and then discharge it back into the grid when demand is is high so that we don't have to turn on more power plants. Um, There's a lot of uh, movement in this space, a lot of pilots um, happening all across the country. Um, I think we're still a couple years away from that becoming a reality, but I think uh, that's where everybody's headed because that would be a really great way to capture some of the value of having that giant battery for drivers. They could be compensated basically for putting electricity back into the grid. And it would also, again, smooth out demand and supply on the grid, which is good for good for all of us. Um, I'm particularly excited about some uh, pilots that are happening with electric school buses um, because uh, electric school buses are great. They don't run on diesel so that we're not poisoning kids on the way to school but they also tend to not do a whole lot in the summer months when demand is generally high. So finding a way to use those big giant batteries to smooth out demand and supply on the grid. There are a couple of pilots across the country and and that's particularly exciting to me. Yeah, it it really is. And and especially you mentioned school buses, you know, they school buses work for, you know, an hour or two in the morning and an hour or two in the afternoon and they just sort of sit the rest of the time. So while they're sitting and recharging, um, and think of the, you know, even think of as we're looking at um, solar recharging more and more, you know, top of a school bus, 
big flat area that you could put solar panels on. So you could even you could even add to it that way. So there's a, you're right. There is a lot of excitement. If people have more uh, questions and want to learn more, where do they go? They go to greenenergyconsumers.org. Um, if they want to get to the electric vehicles, put a flash drive green at the end. But we've also got tons of information about renewable energy, um, energy efficiency, solar, wind, all sorts of stuff. But greenenergyconsumers.org. And you can even help people find the cheapest heating oil for uh, wintertime, right? We can. We've got a heating oil buyers co-op, basically, um, that is actually how the organization started. And we can match you with a local heating oil dealer um, and get you better oil prices in the winter. There you go. Hey, Anna, I want to thank you for joining us on the Car Doctor program and spreading the word about electric vehicles. Thanks so much for having me. Have a great day. Right. You as well. Take care. Bye-bye now. Bye. That was Anna Vandespeck from uh, Green Energy Consumer Alliance. Uh, their website again is greenenergyconsumers.org, and you know, click around. There's a lot of a lot of good educational stuff. And if you're kind of on that fence about buying an electric vehicle, um, join one of their coffee hour things one day and listen to. They have this whole network of. Um, EV owners kind of across the country that have shared some of their experiences and talked about leasing versus buying. I know I, I, I found out more about that than I knew before. And, um, you know, for, again, people that are concerned about, you know, are you going to run out of electricity when you drive? Most people, because they get in the habit of just charging up every night when they come home, uh, they're able to uh, accommodate that. And uh, even if you live in the city, we'll have to see how the... Um, uh, it wasn't that long ago we had uh, Josh on from Spark Charge, the CEO of Spark Charge. They're the ones that uh, got the million-dollar um, Shark Tank money to further uh, build their company. So we'll have to see that. And as far as AAA goes, uh, our new portable Level 2 chargers are on the way, is from what I understand. We ordered a bunch of them. And we're going to deploy them here and there throughout our area um, to see to see what we can do with them and see how they work. So, and they're you know they're we would ideally like to be able to you know buy something like a, a Ford F one fifty Lightning pickup truck that's all electric and be able to use that big battery in the electric truck to charge up an electric car. But we're not quite there yet. So right now we're still going to go out in a gasoline or diesel, probably a gasoline car. Uh, because uh, our gasoline truck and go out and fire up a gasoline generator, but still be able to charge up an electric car. So you don't have to worry about getting a towed somewhere. And, you know, if your family's in a vehicle, you know, just sit, sit with you for 20 minutes, charge it up, and you're out and ready to go. Hey, before we take a break, with us on the phone is Jen Engel. She's the brand manager for the Lincoln Aviator. Jen, thanks for joining us on the Car Doctor program. Can you tell us how two Detroit brands are working together to build something special for Lincoln? Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for having me, John Paul. So um, this week we revealed the Lincoln Aviator Shinola concept. Um, so basically we brought two companies that have Detroit roots, um, obviously very American, iconic brands together. Um, to create a, a one-of-a-kind vehicle. So our designers um, over at Lincoln, they were able to explore the Shinola showroom and they were influenced by some of those Shinola um, craftsmanship 
and and leather goods and and timepieces in order to create something totally brand new, very exciting. And for people that don't know Shino Learn, I didn't know they were quite as varied a manufacturer as they are. I remember meeting the folks from Shinola at the Detroit Auto Show a bunch of years ago, and they were watch manufacturers, but they've expanded into everything from leather goods to bicycles, right? Yeah, exactly. So they did start off with um, with watches. So they have these very beautiful analog watches. Um, no, no smart watches there. And uh, to your point, they have expanded into other categories. So um, leather goods, I think, are are very important, as well as those um, bicycles. And the leather products they use. I remember talking to the folks from Shinola and it wasn't just the leather it wasn't just the texture it was everything about it it was the aroma it was it was a kind of sensory experience when they were talking about the products is that where you went with the Lincoln Aviator? Yeah, I think so. I mean, um, this concept vehicle really appeals to all senses. So um, the smell of that leather, the the soft feel, um, it's it's really just a, a wonderful sort of warm and humanly crafted experience, which is what Lincoln is all about. So it made perfect sense for us to collaborate with them. Now, many times a concept means a car that or a vehicle that is very futuristic. It has elements in it that you may see in the future, but you may never see the car. But this is a pretty traditional Lincoln Aviator, right? It is. It is pretty traditional. So we took, you know, of course, the the same bones of the Aviator that you see on the road today. Um, but we we experimented a little bit with the exterior. So we have this um, beautiful white that has this mother of pearl hue that was inspired by um, the mother of pearl uh, dials as part of the Shinola timepiece. Um, we took the, the copper accents that you see on their, on their bicycle and, and uh, decked out our grill and our wheels and other exterior features um, as well as interior features and that copper. Um, so yeah, absolutely. And some pretty exciting news. The car, the car itself is going to uh, a pretty a pretty famous car show, right? Yes. So uh, the vehicle will be on display um, at uh, Pebble Beach. So in concert with the uh, Monterey Auto Show. Um, so we're really excited to reveal it there. And the team is already working on future ideas to have this vehicle on display. So um, maybe it'll be in your neighborhood, but for now we are very focused on Pebble Beach. Well, and, and Pebble Beach certainly is a place where uh, the best of the best get to showcase their products. And it sounds like working from Michigan, uh, looking at Lincoln and Ford Motor Company's background, and then combining with a company that uh, realistically didn't exist that many years ago, but sort of came out of, if you will, the ashes of Detroit, and how you've, you're working together to really highlight both brands is pretty amazing. Yeah, thank you. I mean, again, both of our brands have such a commitment to, to craftsmanship and to, to creativity and artistry. And so it was really such a, a privilege and pleasure to be able to work with them. Well, it sounds like, it sounds like the Lincoln Aviator Shinola 
brand edition. Uh, sounds like quite a vehicle. And uh, hopefully we get to see some pictures of it when it's out at Pebble Beach. Absolutely. And if you want to see pictures today, um, there are lots of media write-ups about it. I encourage you guys to, to just go on Google and uh, you can see photos of this vehicle yourself. And, so, and, if, and if people want to learn more about the Lincoln brand in general, how can they do that? Uh, encourage them to follow us on our social channels. So our handle is at Lincoln on, on Instagram. You can follow us on Facebook as well, um, or you can visit our website at lincoln.com. And want to learn more about Shinola? Just start by Googling Shinola watches maybe? Yeah, for sure. Um, so their handle on social is at Shinola. And uh, Google is always a good place to start as well. Well, Jen, I want to thank you for taking all the time out of your day. And I hope you are the one who gets to go to Pebble Beach and, and enjoy everything that has to do with Pebble Beach. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Why don't we take a break and pay some bills? My name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. You're listening on North Shore 1049. Our phone number is 800-370-1049. We'll be right back. from North Shore 1049 and I have to tell you about my favorite spot on Hampton Beach. You can eat, drink, and sleep right next to the ocean. At McGurk's Ocean View Hotel and Restaurant, this is the premier spot to stay on Hampton Beach. Enjoy live music entertainment daily with beachfront dining for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check out their post-date cabana bar for a cocktail on that island feel right after a cool swim or a fun day on Hampton Beach. McGurk's Ocean View Hotel makes the perfect vacation spot for you and your family. Check them out online at McGurk'sOceanView.com. Count on AAA to protect every piece of your life. AAA has the coverage you need, including 24-7 roadside assistance from trusted AAA technicians in any car you're driving or riding in. Plus, members get great rates on insurance, exciting discounts at hundreds of your favorite brands, travel savings, and much more. All with the peace of mind knowing that AAA has you covered, both on and off the road. Visit aaa.com slash join. That's AAA, aaa.com slash join. Danvers, the Backyard Butchers are here with 29 ribeyes for $39. That's less than $2 a steak. Look for the big white truck in the parking lot at Liberty Tree Mall near Total Wine. Stock up and save on bulk meat specials on ribeyes, T-bones, chicken, and crab legs. Just look for the big white truck at Liberty Tree Mall near Total Wine and get 20 ribeyes for $39 plus more bulk meat deals. Read more than 300 reviews, chat with the butchers online, and get info and locations at BackyardButchers.com. BackyardButchers.com. Cash, credit, debit, and EB accepted. Thinking about a new job or a change in your career? Why not work where you can make a difference every day? Elder Services of the Merrimack Valley and North Shore is hiring, and it's a great time to join their innovative, passionate team. Their mission is to help meet people's needs as they age and live safe, healthy lives. They're hiring social workers, case managers, administrative professionals, and more. Come work where employees from diverse backgrounds can grow professionally and have a great work-life balance. Learn more at esmv.org. Search careers. Lena's Subs, located inside of Agway of Danvers, is the North Shore's home of the amazing tuna sub. Lena's Sub Shop is the North Shore's hidden sandwich gem. 
perfecting the meatball and sausage subs in addition to their famous fresh egg salad subs. Open every day Tuesday through Saturday starting at 11 a.m. Lena's is local. They excel in fresh. Their subs are made to order and Lena's is so convenient for a grab and go. Visit Lena's at Agway of Danvers, 9 Wenham Street, just off Route 35 in Danvers. You'll be glad you did. This Grill and Chill Tip is brought to you by New Hampshire Liquor and Wine Outlet. When serving margaritas, follow the 3 to 1 ratio. 3 parts of tequila, 2 parts of orange liqueur, and 1 part of fresh lime juice. Prepare a rocks glass with a pink salt rim and always start with a high quality tequila. Do you have a cocktail recipe that's the hit of every party? Ever wondered if you have what it takes to earn the title Mixology Master? New Hampshire Liquor and Wine Outlet is turning to you during their 10th annual Summer Fun Tour to find the most inventive drinks ever. Enter your recipe to win some amazing prizes, like a trip to Napa Valley or a weekend distillery experience in Louisville. Cocktails will be judged on appearance, creativity, and taste. Learn more at nhsummerfun.com. We can't wait to see what you mix up. Please drink responsibly. I'm gonna ride back to Welcome back to the Car Doctor program on North Shore 104.9. Uh, and again, I want to thank Anna for joining us. Uh, really interesting stuff. And I think, uh, you know, more and more people I talk to, I don't know if they're quite ready yet to say, I want to buy an electric car, but I'm hearing hearing more and more people thinking about it. And more and more vehicle manufacturers are all coming out with them. And, uh, you know, maybe your next car might not be electric, but chances are the one after that maybe. And even uh, even the used car market for electrics, um um is uh is really good because with the exception of Tesla um and it's good or bad I guess with the exception of Tesla uh, electric cars um don't hold their value that well so you can get you can get a 3 year old electric car that's a really good deal and uh better than you know right now with used car prices as high as they are uh better than better than you would expect so uh it it does it does work out it does work out really well and uh again i i i have driven i have driven quite a few and again tesla is the one that i haven't really driven i've been in a couple but i haven't really spent any time in them where uh the mustang mach e i was I was impressed with the Chevrolet Bolt. I was impressed with. I was a little disappointed that they did away with the Chevrolet Volt because that was actually, I actually liked that car. They called it an extended range electric car because it they considered it primarily electric um, with a gasoline engine that ran a generator. But it gave you that choice, and it gave you about, about 50 miles worth of electric driving. So it was pretty good. Uh, our phone number again is 800-370-1049, 800-370-1049 if you would like to join us and chat about your car. Um, I want to chat about the car that got me around last week. Um, there was a time when Buick only sold sedans and station wagons. Remember, you know, Buick Buick wagons, Buick LeSabre, Buick, all kinds of big Buicks, and then the littler Buicks, the Regals and Centuries. Well, in 220... In 
2021, Buick became only an SUV brand with Encore, Encore GX, Enclave, and the subject of our road test, the Envision. Uh, the five-passenger Envision is available in three trim levels. Um, preferred Essence in their top of the line. And I don't even know how to pronounce it. A-V-E-N-I-R. Evenir. I don't know. Uh, but it is the top of the line model. Uh, they all use the same engine. They all use the same two-liter turbocharged four-cylinder engine that develops 228 horsepower and a pretty beefy 258 foot-pounds of torque. Uh, the transmission is a nine-speed automatic with paddle shifters. Uh, all-wheel drive is optional. Uh, on the road, the Envision delivers a smooth, quiet ride. Uh, Buick, in my opinion, traded a bit of handling for improved ride quality. I thought the ride was really good. Overall, the Envision should make a very pleasant long-distance cruiser. The steering is fine, maybe a little bit numb, but again, Envision wasn't trying to make this a or Buick wasn't trying to make the, the Envision a sports sedan. The 228-horsepower engine and revised torque gives the engine a peppy feel when passing slower vehicles, or you know if you need to pass that tractor trailer out in the highway that's only going 50 miles an hour, does it with ease. Our test model was a front-wheel drive version of the Envision with the 9-speed transmission. Uh, I like the way it shifted. It seemed to match the engine really nicely. You know, you know as engines and transmissions have changed, Sometimes they don't always match up with each other, especially with turbochargers. Turbochargers at a, another level of something you have to mix in to get, uh, to get everything to work right. And the onboard computers do a good job of matching that all up. Speaking of onboard computers, uh, according to the onboard computer, I averaged a pretty respectable 28 miles per gallon. Um, not bad. I think it, I think EPA says 24 city, 31 highway. Safety is addressed with the nine standard safety features, including automatic emergency braking, pedestrian detection, rear cross traffic alert, rear seat reminder, uh, which seems to be in everything these days. Uh, all the new vehicles tell you to, you know, tell me I left Biff in the back seat, you know. Don't get out of the car and you know, <laughs> check in the back seat. Make sure Biff is. Make sure. Make sure you got Biff up. And that so. happens so often yeah. in my in my <laughs> real life. Yeah. Hey, hey, John. When you when you get a break, I've got Tony from Boston who's got a question about right. air conditioners. So uh, uh, when you right, have but, a break, he's yeah, eager to yeah. ask. He seems yeah. like he needs an answer. Yeah, because it's 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 hot. it's hot. Yeah, it is. So let me just finish up here. You know, the, the cabin of the Envision was nicely appointed, wide, comfortable seats overall. I think the I would I would call it a near luxury vehicle, maybe not quite as nice as an Audi Q5 or maybe a Lincoln Corsair, but a uh, step above what I was expecting. The instrument panel is driver centric, uh, really friendly, 10 inch 10 inch uh, display screen. Um, overall, I found the controls all nicely positioned. With the exception of the shifter, it uses buttons rather than levers, which everyone is seeming to use these days. Maybe because I'm old and old dogs, new tricks, things, I kind of like a shift lever rather than buttons, but I'm also driving a, a car today that has buttons, so I don't know. Uh, the Envision has about 53 cubic feet of cargo storage behind the first row of seats. Uh, drops down to about 25 with all the seats in use. Uh, the Envision by Buick is a very nice five-passenger SUV. The bodywork makes it one of the most attractive SUVs on the road. The ride quality is very good, uh, as it's, as is the peaceful interior. Uh, the in the engine performance should satisfy just about everybody, as should the mileage. If you're looking for a five-passenger premium SUV without spending $50,000, the Envision by Buick should be on your shopping list. Um, I, I do have a question for you, Biff. All righty. I, 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 I didn't realize I got questions, but go ahead. Yeah, you, yeah. Yeah, uh, where do you think the Buick Envision is made? Hmm. Oh, boy. 
Buick. Now think Buick. Buick. American car. Buick. Right. Where's De- it made? Would that be Detroit? No. Uh, China. China. Okay. Yep. There you go. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Is is but that Detroit's in China. Uh, <laughs> or it moved. I it moved. I think it moved. Uh, it, it was so. Ninety-four percent of this Buick Envision was made in China, and it was assembled in China. And even the even the Americans or European-sounding Continental tires were made in China. Hmm. So it just—it was sort of a surprise. Kind of caught me by surprise. Yeah, I, I bet. Like, I bet. You know, I was thinking, hey, look at that! Look at that American Buick. Oh, look, it's made in China. <laughs> Let's talk to Tony. Let's see what's on Tony's mind. Tony, you there, brother? Yes, I'm here. Yes, sir. What Hi, can we John do for Paul. you? What, what can we do for you? It sounds like it's hot and sticky, and uh, you're trying to cool off. Yeah, yeah I got a, a 2003 Lincoln Town car. Got just a little over 100,000 miles on it, and I want to replace the air compressor and the uh, condenser. But I have a, another 2003 Lincoln Town car that has a good air conditioning system. Now, do I have to go out and buy a brand new con- con- compressor and condenser, or can I swap it from this other car that has a good working system? Um, you can you can swap it over. I I mean you you certainly you certainly can. Um, the longer that it's exposed to the air, the more you'll um, the more you have to worry about moisture contamination. Um, there is a there is a part called a receiver dryer. You might want to uh, you might want to think about getting a new one of those. That's the uh, you know kind of the we almost call it the filter inside the system. Um, but uh, you know I, you know people people use um, you know people get junkyard air compressors all the time and put them in cars. So there's no reason why you can't do that. And as far as the uh, uh, what'd you say the evaporator or the condenser? I forget. Well, I, I was told at a car parts store that if you really want to do it right, you replace the air compressor with a condenser so it doesn't get contaminated air. Mm, I don't know. I mean, the condenser, uh, you know, the condenser sits in front of the radiator. It can get abused by, you know, gravel on the road and all that kind of stuff. But, um you know once you once you disassemble it all and put it all back together you're going to have to bring it someplace where they're going to have to put it under a vacuum so they suck yeah. it all you know suck all the moisture out of it and they'll leave right. it that way for you know 35 40 minutes and then they'll shut it off and make sure there's no leaks they'll see that it holds a vacuum then they'll fill it and see how see how it looks and 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 you know add the proper amount of um oil to the mix and probably be okay um but you're not going to be able to just um the one the one mistake you m- might do is you you could say hey well i'll just put all the pieces together and then i'll uh, i'll go buy a couple of cans of uh r134 at the local auto parts store and uh, and the uh, fill valve and i'll just fill it up um you really need to put it under a vacuum first. You need to make sure any of that moisture that's in that system is out of the system before you refill it. Yeah, I watched that on YouTube, and they definitely uh, explained that. Yeah. Get to evacuate the system, get all the moisture out. Yep. Yeah, no, you do You do need to definitely do that um, because it is... It is um, it'll, it takes out the moisture, and it also takes out any contamination Metal. kind of yeah so yeah. 
Yeah, so it does it does make sense it does make sense to do that. And like I said, the one thing I might want to change in this is the receiver dryer only because that's that's that thing that looks like a little tall can. Uh yeah, probably sits by the firewall. Yeah, yeah. And right. you might want to change that only because it acts like a it 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 collects the moisture but it also acts like a filter. So, uh um, right. if I was if I was swapping stuff off that might be something I'd want to do, and I think you can, I think you can buy those aftermarket for you know twenty to thirty-five dollars. So it would make sense to it would make sense to you know put one in. Um, yeah, I mean I I've certainly seen you know some of these kits that uh, places like Rock Auto sell, and they'll sell you the air conditioner, compressor, the condenser, all the O-rings and you know all kinds of little extra parts for you know and the and the, uh, and the oil um, and uh, if if the car uses an orifice tube for instance they'll sell you one of them too and you know you put all you know that way you're doing a you know you buy all the parts and it's going to be three hundred bucks maybe if you bought all the aftermarket parts that way um, yeah. But I mean, you have a car. You have a car that sounds like the AC is good, and the rest of it's not. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not try to save a little bit of money? All right. Another thing about the electric cars talking over the fence. I was listening to another car show out of New Jersey, and says the fire departments aren't too happy when an electric car gets on fire because a gas car it only takes five hundred gallons of water to put it out. An electric car gets on fire. It's going to take 25,000 gallons of water to get it out. Well, so yeah, I mean, I... could be I've, a little bump in the road. Yeah, it could, it could, it could be, um, you know, and I'm, and I don't know, I'm, you know, hardly, hardly a firefighter, but I'm surprised when an electric car catches fire, they don't come out and just foam it. You know, like they do well, with the airplanes I, and I all guess, that. I guess you have to be... A fire department operation nearby that has the foam. Yeah, I suppose that's to... yeah, yeah. And maybe that's <laughs> and maybe that's why when I see electric cars that do the on the rare occasion they do catch on fire, um, they just let them burn. I mean that's all exactly. they do. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. The, the guy, the fire department guy, said that it, it takes twenty five thousand gallons of water to, to put it out. It's a lot of water. So. Imagine if imagine that was a school bus on fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, certainly, certainly something to you know. These are all things to think about with electric cars. And and um, I was talking to a guy. I can't remember his name. And he uh, he uh, he's he's one of these like billionaire. You know, owns a ton of different companies and all that sort of stuff. And he's developing a battery that's made out of a graphite based material. It's called graphene, and the stuff doesn't burn. So yeah, I heard of that. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, and there's also a company um, out of California that uh, that can take the lithium ion batteries or whatever will be the next generation battery, and they and, and they uh, and they put it into a a process where it becomes encased and uh, it it makes it so it's not flammable. So it's company's called Cooler K U L R, and their technology is actually used in. Um, the Mars rover. So, you know, there is stuff out there. Hey, we got to take another break, Tony, but good luck okay, with the AC you, system. All right, take care. Summer. All right, you as well. Bye-bye. 
We need to take another break. And remember, our program is brought to you in part by AAA, the, yeah, the people that have kept me around for... Someone told me the other day, I'm in my 37th year of working at AAA. Wow, so, uh, congratulations. 30, 37 years, yeah. So uh, so if you want to come to work with me, oh, you better hurry. That's what i got to tell you, because... I don't know how long I'm going to be working here still <laughs> after 37 years. They, one of these days, they're going to find out, hey, you know, he's been here a long time. They're going to find out about yeah. you. Yeah, I know. They're going to, yeah. But, uh, no, it's uh, it's a great place to work, too. And, you know, if you're thinking about uh, a change and, uh, you know, we, you know, even things like our, our 401K, there's no management fees anymore. Where, you know, everybody's 401K has some kind of management fees. Ours don't. Uh, the the company assumes them and and uh i'm on a, a group called our charitable giving committee and in massachusetts we have donated almost ninety thousand dollars to different charities everything from food banks to um you know uh, uh place that a place that i know called bridge over troubled waters for uh troubled teens uh all kinds of different stuff that uh AAA has allowed us to make the decisions and and you know give this money out uh which is which is great to be part of so um and again we're there for you 24 hours a day seven days a week 365 days a year if your car breaks down all you gotta do is call 1-800-AAA-HELP we need to take a break we will be right back if you would like to join us our phone number is 800-370-1049 we'll be right back Enjoy a home tailgate party at Foster's Grill Store, your one-stop barbecue shop at 107 Eastern Ave in Gloucester. Foster's is great for all things grilling. Foster's sells, repairs, and delivers high-quality grills, including the Weber brand. Great prices with personalized service. Visit them Monday through Saturday from 9 to 5 for propane tank refills, pellets, charcoal, Weber gas, and charcoal grills, as well as the electric Weber Q for indoor grilling, Weber accessories, and more. Details at fostersgrill.com. Hi, I'm Alan Gibley. At Gibley's Menswear, we shop the world for the finest brands, fabrics, and designs. Our goal is to make you look and feel your best with a team that has years of experience to help you find the perfect outfit for work and play. Our amazing tailors will fit that Italian suit, shorten sleeves on a shirt, or alter a pair of jeans for just the right fit. At Gibley's, our 11,000 square feet of floor space makes it safe and comfortable for you to shop. Gibley's Menswear. Come in once, you'll be a customer for life. Gibley's annual tent sale, August 12th through August 15th. Boston Vest, Boston Vest, the British are coming, we need a defense. One up by land, two up by sea, all of these are on over, yes, and it's free. Boston Fence and Vinyl in Beverly is a proud sponsor of the Gloucester Blues Fest. Join them Saturday, August 14th at Stageport Park. Music starts at 11 a.m. Don't miss this world-class blues lineup. Featuring John Primer and The Real Deal, J.P. Soares and the Red Hots, King Solomon Hicks and the Cat Riggins, B.B. Stone and Jane Lee Hooker Band. Tickets at GloucesterBluesFestival.com. And remember, one if by land, two if by sea. Paul Revere's on our logo and the estimate's free. Have your morning coffee with me, Mark Friedman, host of Dollars and Cents, each and every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. We'll start your day with financial advice in a language you can understand. 
Good morning, everyone. I'm Mark Resenthal with you on this Saturday. Here is your North Shore 1049 forecast serving the North Shore and the Merrimack Valley. It's another excellent beach day. We're talking hazy, hot, and buggy weather, 85 to 90. Overnight, partly cloudy, warm, and buggy near 70. Tomorrow, variable clouds. It'll be in low and mid 70s at the coast with the northeast wind, low and mid 80s while inland. There could be a scattering of showers and storms, but certainly not an all-day rain situation. And on Monday, sun clouds, warm, and buggy weather. For the forecast being brought to you by our good friends at the Berry Tavern in Danvers. The Berry Tavern is open every day for lunch and dinner. The Berry Tavern offers takeout, ordering curbside pickup and delivery through local delivery companies. So call the Berry Tavern, 978-777-2377. For local North Shore, 1049, I'm Mark Resenthal. And welcome back to the Car Doctor program. Uh, and uh, Tony, Tony asked whether I was uh, still writing for uh, the Boston Globe. Uh, I think he might have said the Boston Herald, but no, the Boston Globe. And um, not, well, kind of. I don't write for the Globe very often because the Globe doesn't have that much automotive advertising right now, and that's what kind of supports the pages. But, yeah, you can find my column on Boston.com. It posts generally about every week. I send them one every week. Um, I know the one that's up now has been up for about a week or so um but they put it they they tend to put a new one up all the time uh also if you uh, uh if you don't see it there you can go to something called the yankee express which is a little uh which is a uh bi-weekly newspaper out of the uh uh kind of um well, let's call it west of 495 area, but if you look up Yankee Express online, uh, you will find their newspaper, and you click on columnists, and you'll see me there. Uh, you'll also see me occasionally in the Quincy Sun, Bob Bosworth's paper, and also um, for our New York listeners, every Friday um, uh, in New York Newsday, uh, there, there's my column runs in Newsday, and I believe it also runs online too. Uh, but it, uh, it's there, and also in other parts of New York uh, because of the Boston Herald, uh, because of Mark Rosso and the Boston Herald. There are four or five other New York newspapers that also carry my column up in Saratoga, uh, in uh, I think up in the Oneida area. Troy up those up up in those areas of of New York uh, up that way, but I know okay, I know we have a, a few people who listen online from New York who found out about my program uh, with uh, New York Newsday. In fact, what we ought to do one of these days, we'll we'll let we'll let Biff weigh in on this. We ought to give away another AAA membership, but maybe we ought to do it. You know, we've given the memberships away to uh, some of our listener family that has been with us for a very very long time. And then we've given away a couple of AAA memberships to our new listener family, uh, people that we've met through uh, North Shore 104.9. Mm-hmm. And maybe we ought to give away a membership to somebody who we don't know way outside of our listening area. Wow, that, that's online. I like that. That's a great one. Like, yeah, yeah, let's let the people not, they, you know that, that are not real close to us maybe have a chance. Yeah. yeah but I, I have a question for you. I'm going to make you the producer right now. Okay. So we have our good friend Frank from Medford on the phone. He's got okay. an electric car question. All right. And we have another break to do. So how do you want to do this, John? Do you want to go start with Frank and maybe uh, run with Frank, Frank, do the commercial break, come back to Frank, do the commercial break now, and then finish out with Frank? 
You tell me. I think we should do the commercial break now. Okay. Frank there right on hold, and he can yeah. formulate his question. And then we don't have to rush Frank. No, I think we that's can, a, that's a good yeah, idea. So let's yeah, yeah let's let's. Well, why don't we take that? Why don't we take that other break, and uh, we'll do that, and then we'll come back and we'll talk to Frank, and and if. Depending on Frank's question, maybe there's even time for your question. You can call us at 800-370-1049. We'll be right back. Hi, everyone. I'm Mark Rosenthal. Here is today's North Shore 1049 Beach and Boating Forecast being brought to you by Obashan Hardware. For the Mariners today, south winds 10 to 15 knots, gust 20 knots. High tide coming up in Gloucester, 1127 this morning. Seas 2 to 4 feet, visibilities 2 to 4 miles. One attempts in the 60s, weather at the beach, lots of sun, hot, buggy. It'll be in the 80s. Don't forget sunscreen. We have a tanning factor of a 10. That's my beach and boating forecast. I'm Mark Rosenthal. Have you tried shopping with Obershawn Hardware online? Whether at home, on your boat, or at the beach, it's easy and convenient to order things you need right at hardwarestore.com. Plus, when you order online for the first time, you'll save 10% up to $10. And who wouldn't like an extra 10 bucks in their pocket? So the next time you need a few things, just visit hardwarestore.com, place your order, and choose in-store pickup or curbside. It's easy. Obershawn Hardware will fix you right up. Count on AAA to protect every piece of your life. AAA has the coverage you need, including 24-7 roadside assistance from trusted AAA technicians in any car you're driving or riding in. Plus, members get great rates on insurance, exciting discounts at hundreds of your favorite brands, travel savings, and much more. All with the peace of mind knowing that AAA has you covered, both on and off the road. Visit aaa.com slash join. That's AAA, aaa.com slash join. Lena's Subs, located inside of Agway of Danvers, is the North Shore's home of the amazing tuna sub. Lena's Sub Shop is the North Shore's hidden sandwich gem, perfecting the meatball and sausage subs in addition to their famous fresh egg salad subs. Open every day Tuesday through Saturday starting at 11 a.m., Lena's is local. They excel in fresh. Their subs are made to order and Lena's is so convenient for a grab-and-go. Visit Lena's at Agway of Danvers, 9 Wenham Street, just off Route 35 in Danvers. You'll be glad you did. There has never been a better time to join the Lime Credit Union. My name is Kendall Rossi, and as President and CEO, I would like to personally invite you to take advantage of all that a Lime has to offer. We have everything you need to reach your financial goals, including great rates on mortgages and auto loans, checking accounts with no monthly maintenance fees, and digital banking tools. To learn more, stop by one of our branches or visit us online at aligncu.com. Align Credit Union, connecting all your banking needs. Insured by MSIC, federally insured by NCUA, equal housing lender. Danvers, the backyard butchers are here with 29 ribeyes for $39. That's less than $2 a steak. Look for the big white truck in the parking lot at Liberty Tree Mall near Total Wine. Stock up and save on bulk meat specials on ribeyes, T-bones, chicken, and crab legs. Just look for the big white truck at Liberty Tree Mall near Total Wine and get 20 ribeyes for $39 plus more bulk meat deals. Read more than 300 reviews, chat with the butchers online, and get info and locations at BackyardButchers.com. BackyardButchers.com. Cash credit, debit, and EBT accepted. 
and uh, finish up this hour here, and let's talk to uh, Frank about some electric vehicle questions. Frank. Morning, John Paul. How are you? I saw a report, I heard a report actually last week on electric cars, and they were saying that one out of five turn in their electric vehicle for a gas-powered vehicle. They went back to gasoline engine. Um, and they said the reason why was that uh, the charging stations availability, and they said that plugging into your, I don't know if it's just, I don't know how they charge them at home, but they said that they weren't getting any uh, charging overnight there enough to uh, recharge the electric vehicle well, there. Well, if, the, you plug in, if you plug into a regular, if you plug into a regular 110 volt outlet, right, um, and you drive a lot every day, say you drive 150 miles every day, it's going to take a long time to charge up the car. Now, if you have somebody come out and put a 240 volt electric outlet in, so you know, think something like a dryer plug or something like that, and then you put a regular charging station on top of it, you can. Um, you can you can charge up in you know six six hours or so, so you'll be fully charged every night. Um, somebody I know who has an electric car, they have a they have a um, a patience problem. They're not good at waiting, and they put a they put a sixty amp service in out to their garage, and they said it charges up their Tesla in about four and a half hours. So this guy does a lot of driving. And he charges up every night, and he says, "He says, uh, you know, he says, I, I come in, I pull into the garage, I uh, walk over, I plug the thing in, and he said, uh, uh, when I get up in the morning, it's all fully charged. It's got another 250 miles of range uh, easily. And uh, he said, you know, at the same time, when I plug my car and I go plug my phone in, and you know, he says it just gets to be habit. You know, nothing, nothing any different than that. So uh, I'm sure there are people that." Um, just like everything else, you know, they say, "Hey, I'm going to go. I'm going to go buy an electric car, and it doesn't completely fit my needs." But I know we have a we have a uh, uh, old time listener. She's been listening to our program for a long time. She has a she has a Nissan Leaf, and uh, it's the older one, so it only has about a ninety mile range. And she's been driving it for you know several years now, and she plugs it into just one hundred and ten volts all the time, and um, and she's she's had real she's had good luck with it as far as I know. So um, you know it depends. You know there there is a little bit of that, but on the other hand, a lot of people like the idea of having to never go to a gas station, uh, and right. the and the and the maintenance is less because you're not there's no oil changes. Um, brakes almost last forever; they almost never wear out. Um, you know, other stuff wears out. You know, tie rod ends can wear out, ball joints can wear out, stuff like that. Um, right. Batteries. When electric cars first came out, the electric car battery, now now envision like many, 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 many batteries in an electric car. The batteries are like $1,000 a piece. Now the batteries are down to like $100 a piece. So the cost to replace a battery in an electric car now is getting to the point where it's about the same as, um, say, replacing a transmission in a car. So if you kept an electric car 10 years and you had to put a battery in it, you might have to put you know, spend five thousand dollars for a new battery. If you kept a car ten years and you had to put a transmission in it, you'd probably spend you know four thousand dollars on a new transmission. So, and the more we see them, the more you know the 
the more we'll see, you know, prices start to come down, and we'll also see more public charging. So, and that's and and the you know the report is right. You know, people people look at you know, hey, I'm going to a stop and shop, and you know, wouldn't it be nice if they had a charging station there? And we're starting to see more of that, but they're you know they're limited right now. There's not a lot of them. Uh, but um, you know, all up and all all up and down like Route 95, heading down to Florida. There's you know hotels all have charging stations. There's charging stations at rest areas. Um, I just read somewhere one of the big gasoline companies now is uh, going to start putting charging stations in. Now, you know, if you can charge, you know, if you can charge eighty percent, even fifty percent of your battery in twenty minutes. So you go in to you know, the equivalent of a Cumberland Farms, you know, go buy a coffee, you know, use the restroom, and uh, you come out 20 minutes later and, you know, your your car's good for another 150 miles. That wouldn't be so bad. Oh, that's pretty good. You know, John, I was wondering, what is the cost per mile compared to gasoline to electric with the uh, electricity rates around here? I mean, this yeah. state here, I think, is either third or fourth highest in the yeah, country. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're one of oh. the highest. We're one of the highest, but still cheaper than gasoline. Like, like, um, like, uh, Anna said, you know, the electric equivalent is about 125 miles per gallon. So, you know, looking at that versus the cost of what you're going to pay, um, it's not, it's not that much. It, it's, it's pretty reasonable. Hey, Frank, we got to get going. We're starting to run out of time. It's coming up to 11 o'clock and our buddy Dave Seymour with Real Estate Revealed is knocking at the door ready to come in. <laughs> Well, have a good weekend. All right. All right. Take care. Yep. Bye-bye. Hey, it's getting close to 11 o'clock. And like I said, Dave Seymour, Real Estate Revealed, coming up next. Uh, I want to thank Anna from uh, Green Energy Consumers. You can can check out their website, learn more about electric cars, and learn about how much it costs. Like Frank's question was a good question, and uh, learn more about that. And, uh, you know, until next week, make sure you wear your seatbelt, drive safely, be good to your car, and I guess keep using that hand sanitizer and wear a mask. Uh, we'll talk to you all next week. Bye-bye.